less than a week to the game against the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about a little bit over under one of our favorite games here. We'll probably do this a little more often throughout the year. We'll tell you, are, are the goals too high, too low in between? We'll do that. And we also got a little homework. The, the, you know, the Browns did bring in somebody else new. Uh, we'll tell you who that is. And we'll do that coming up next on the Locked on Brown podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on ELLB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 92.3, the fans, the barbershop, and of course, pregame, postgame coverage, Ohio State, the Cleveland Browns, one of the busier men in all of Cleveland, Garrett Bush at GBush91. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now available on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, notifications on, so you get the content as soon as it drops. Um, growth over there, closing in 3,000 subscribers. Hopefully we hit that number. That's the goal here for September 11th against the Carolina Panthers. Um, as Garrett alluded to, Browns worked out veteran tight end yesterday, Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James started his career with Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a promising career. Uh, moved on uh, through free agency Detroit Lions. A couple of years there in just a bad situation with the Steelers. Played last year with the Bears, former Penn State product, six foot seven, two fifty. He probably would be, you know, what you're looking for as far as bringing in this third tight end. I mean, he can receive a little bit. Browns probably have that aspect of the tight end position covered. Um, but it's still tinkering. Uh, only two on the active roster. You still have Miller, Forrestal, if you want to go that route on the practice squad. Um, it's still a work in progress. And even for a team that looks to be, you know, moving away from tight end dependency, like the Cleveland Browns have had the past two years under Coach Kevin Stefanski. Um, you still got to carry three. You need them for short yard situations. You need it for goal line situations. So still a work in progress there. We'll hear, you know, if we hear something today on Jesse James, we'll see how that works out. Um, but still, you know, Andrew Barry, every day tinkering, Garrett. Yeah, that's what he got to do. Um, you always got to look to get better. Uh, and I think he's doing that. You know, that ball, Kellen Mounden uh, the other day. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, tight end is a position that they like. Tight end is a position that they really um, covet and tight end is a position um, that you know they have two guys that are dependable, two guys that they really um, you know really feel they can hang their hat on. And sometimes you want to go with three tight end sets, right? You know you can't go from you know three tight end sets to that's one of your popular you know formations till now. This year you only have two tight ends, so you can't really do too much of that. So I, I think it's um it's a it's a decent pickup, like you said. Um, he's not going to blow you away with anything. Um, he's not going to come in and, you know, catch 60, 70 passes, but he can block a little big, big body. Um, and, you know, somebody that uh, you could target in the red zone. And, and I think um, it's, it's a solid look if they put, bring him in. I, I think he has some experience, a veteran, uh, you know, played in the division before. So, uh, you know, what are, he's one of those uh, one of those little bit uh, under the, under the radar moves where, you say, oh, okay, that's, you know, 
kind of put a, a you know feather and you have had a little bit and say okay all right that's decent let's um let's see what he's what he's about so um i don't think it's gonna be anything you write home about but you know always looking to pick somebody up and fill fill those seats uh especially at a position that you like we're gonna get to some over unders here uh, i mean with the browns being off today a little bit of rest here before you hit into game week next week uh preparations you know going in uh as browns get to open the 2022 season down in carolina and yes baker mayfield uh, i'm sure that'll be a little bit of the dominant conversation it'll be nice though uh to transition away come september 12th from baker mayfield um never ceases to not be a headline around here um a lot of talk about two quarterbacks um and none of whom will play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns till the earliest of December. Um, I guess we'll start with Amari Cooper here, Garrett. And um, I think, what'd you say the number was at? Like a thousand as far yeah. as the over? So, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead. We'll, we'll start the, uh, the ball game with a uh, one Amari Cooper. Uh, we talked about uh, whether or not he was going to get his money off. And let me see what the number I have here for him. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, over under a thousand yards for Amari Cooper this year. I think we see a thousand yard receiver in Amari Cooper. Um, because I, I think the Browns as much as this team would be constructed if it was Deshaun Watson at the quarterback, this would be a lot of games, most likely hopefully where the Browns were leading. So towards the end of the game, you know, you're gonna, you know, shut it down a little bit with your running game. You're gonna lean on that running game, shorten games, try to close games out because you have faith in your defense. Um, but I don't think that's gonna be necessarily the case. Um, this year. And if you equate it also, you know, Garrett on the fact that it's a 17 game season. So you're literally talking what, maybe 59 yards receiving a game um, for a player like Amari Cooper, who comes in here and look, there's gonna be a lot of coverage on Amari. There's no question about it because if I'm a defense coordinator and I'm looking at this team right now, if you're going to beat me, it better be Donovan Peoples Jones. It better be David Bell. It better be Anthony Schwartz. I ain't letting Amari Cooper beat me. But the key is Amari Cooper is a sound, sound route runner. People do not probably give him the respect he deserves uh, in that realm. Um, it's been quiet for him this summer, which I think is good because there's no film. You know, Carolina's got no idea you know, what routes the Browns exactly want him to excel in, where they think they can feature him. For me, that's one I'm hammering definitely the over of. Um, I think Amari Cooper is going to put together a real solid year for the Browns this year. And even understanding the fact that it won't be Deshaun Watson for the first 11 games, he's just too good. They just need him. There's going to be so many opportunities for him. I think it's going to be interesting because I think Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. are going to peek at a couple of Browns games and say, wait a minute, you can get a receiver 10 plus targets per week? Because that's all we were screaming about while we were there. I'm gonna go, I looked at this. This was the hardest one of the questions for me. I think he gets close to it, but I think he's under. I think he ends up with somewhere around uh, anywhere from about 900 up to the, about the 1,000 mark. I think he ends up with like 950 or something like that. And the only reason I'm, I'm going with that is just because of the simple fact of I haven't seen him with Jacoby Brissett yet. I haven't seen um, – now they could come out and be gangbusters. They could come out and have a, a great con uh, continuity. They could come out – and have a really good, uh, you know, just chemistry with one another, getting uh, throwing him the football. But I haven't seen him. Um, I haven't seen Brissett, but a little handful of times. And I just think, you know, I don't know. It's just when I look at Kevin Stefanski, he hasn't gotten, um, you know, Jarvis. He hasn't gotten Odell to rock. He, you know, 
he he didn't get those guys the ball. So I, I don't know how much he's going to be a focal point of the offense. I do think he'll be productive. I do think he'll have about 900 yards, but I don't think overall that he will quite get to um, get quite to the thousand yard mark. Let's go to uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt over under 1,150 all-purpose yards for Kareem Hunt. This is an interesting one, but I did like your point about Amari Cooper. Um, this is a little bit on Coach Stefanski. Uh, can you show that you can make it work with a guy who is a true number one receiver? It's a valid point on your part. Um, Kareem Hunt, I, I think the first thing you're going to go to and come to here is a couple things. A, health. We've talked about it. I've mentioned it. One of the most things that were not mentioned about 2021 was the fact that Kareem Hunt missed nine games. This team went eight and nine. Can Kareem Hunt made a difference in two to three games and maybe turn the outcome in those games to the point maybe where the Browns were 10 and seven, maybe 11 and six. I certainly think it, it, it could have happened even with the poor quarterback play. We could have found a way to lean on Kareem. And, you know, the, the, the pass plays um, and the routes run by Kareem Hunt, I mean, you know, they become secondary third, you know, secondary and third options uh, for the quarterback. But Kareem Hunt always seemed to find a way to be open on those routes, much easier throws, much uh, softer throws. The other question would be, is Kareem Hunt going to be here for 17 games? That's another question you would have as far as, you know, what you're going to put there. Um, and we've talked about this. We've talked about it a ton. I think the Browns are going to have to lean on the running game a little bit more than they would like, even though they did bring in Amari Cooper, uh, even though they have higher expectations for David Njoku and Harrison Bryant. They did spend some draft capital on young wide receivers, um, but this should be running back dominated. Um, you have Nick, you have Kareem, you have what should be the offensive line. So again, here, you, you know, you figure in combined, you know, probably 65, 70 yards a game. Uh, I, this one, I think he's actually going to end up falling just a tad bit short of. Um, I think you're going to see Nick Chubb get a little bit closer to 20 carries per week. Um, I don't th I think you're in a situation where you can't just not play Dearness Johnson. Um, you can't just say because we have Kareem, we're not going to play Dearness. Dearness did everything that was asked of him, you know, five yards per pop. Showed he also has some receiving ability as well. I don't think Jerome Ford or Demetrius Felton really factor in to the equation here as far as hurting Kareem Hunt. But I think thinking Kareem Hunt can get 1,150 total yards, I think it, it's it, it's something that's going to be a little difficult for him. If he does get there, it's going to definitely be a big, you know, it, it's going to be a boom for the Browns because that means they're going to be turning churning out a ton of yardage. But I just think with the earnest here, and the fact that, you know, you, you have faith in Dearness and you can use Dearness. And I go back to Stump Mitchell and Stump Mitchell talking about Kareem Hunt and using the word patience. And, you know, when he speaks in the positive light of Dearness Johnson, one of the you know, words he uses for Dearness as far as being positive about Dearness is patience. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's a, the, one of the things that may hurt Kareem Hunt a little bit. Look, 1,150 yards. Um, there's a couple of things that can really get in his way. One is the simple fact that, you know, he's sharing time with not only uh, Nick Chubb, but he's going to be sharing it with Dearness Johnson. Two, I don't know if uh, Stefanski is going to be playing those guys at the same time. He said he might try to do it, but traditionally he doesn't like to. So that limits his ability of being on the field. And three, we're talking about injuries, right? Um, injuries, he's been injured the last couple of years. Uh, 1,150, I, I don't think he gets this. He might get over 1,000. Um, which, you know, the Browns would take if he has a thousand all-purpose yards, but I don't think he gets uh, to the 1,150 mark. 
really quickly before we, uh, you know, go to a break and get to the uh, defensive side of the football, over under uh, six touchdowns for David Njoku. For the contract you gave David Njoku, it better be over. It better be over. Um, I think Amari Cooper is going to make David Njoku's life easier. I think the fact that you're just going to feature David Njoku a little bit more. Um, you know, obviously here you say it's at six, so it's got to be six or it's got to be higher. Um, I, I'm going to take David Njoku, and I think it'll start early. I think you'll get a week. You'll get a week here in this first four weeks where you get two out of them, which should make that number easily, easily attainable. Uh, yep, I got I got David Njoku going over six. Um, I, I think that uh, he'll get that relatively easy. I think he'll be the second uh, target on the team, and I think that's why the Browns paying him that much money because they always envisioned him being so uh, as, as far as getting a high a volume of, of plays and, and the amount of reps he's getting. So I think six is, is definitely something he'll take. We're going to flip it up here. We'll get to the defensive side of the ball here, talk a little bit of special teams, doing some over-unders as Browns have an off day heading into Labor Day weekend. Then it is full, full, 100% bore eyes on the Carolina Panthers for September 11th down in Charlotte. Level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were a little tight on cash. Maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank. Or you got another save the date and are wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. You can find those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member of the FDIC, future you will thank you. Welcome back to the Locked On Brown podcast. G Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, make sure you follow us at G Bush91 and at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Make sure you also continue to make the Cleveland Browns and the Locked On Browns podcast your first listener of the day. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you also hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you know whenever we drop our videos. We talked about offense and over-unders. Let's get to a little bit of a defensive over-under here, Jeff. Uh, we talk about Miles Garrett a lot. Let's get to Jadavian Clowney on defense. Over-under, 12 sacks for Jadavian Clowney. This you have, I believe it was last year the number was nine and a half, came on really strong as the season closed. 12 is a big number for Jadavian Clowney. Um, and you think that if maybe you're getting to the point where Jadavian Clowney is pushing towards 12, Maybe, you know, Miles Garrett is just getting dogged, double, triple teams, chipped by the running back. I don't think that's a number that Jadamian Clowney has in his body anymore. And I also think that that's probably not the best version of Jadavian Clowney for the Browns. The Browns need him to be a smart run defender. We've always talked about this with uh, Miles' time here in Cleveland. The Browns understand the special gift that he is, the unicorn that he is. But they've always kind of had to try to have like a toolsy you know, running mate for him, somebody that is going to do all the assignments so you can kind of give Miles the ability to just say, hey, you know, sometimes, hey, if you got to go off script because your athleticism thinks you can do something ungodly, 
that we can't coach, we can't even understand, uh, by all means, go ahead and take that shot. You've earned it. You are that type of player. So I think Clowney, that number's a tad bit high. I think he's going to you know, stick in the range that he was last year, 9 to 10. We could maybe see a spike in numbers this year if, with nickel and dime situations, you start moving Clowney to the inside because the defensive tackles are not really going to help you there. So that means you would show some faith in an Alex Wright or a Winovich or even an Isaiah Thomas where you can basically take Clowney. And we used to say this with Pete Smith all the time is you'll find the turd. Who's the weakest link on the offensive line? And tell Jadavian Clowney, all right, their right guard stinks. Go ahead. Have some fun. Do what you got to do. It's you and him (laughs) one-on-one. Yeah, man. I, I see what you're saying, man. 12 is a little bit high for me, a little bit rich for my blood. I think if you can get him anywhere at 11 sacks, maybe even 10, nine was a good sack season for him. And we've already talked about that. He's much better run defender than he is a pass rusher. Doesn't really have to bend around the, uh, the corner. Um, you know, loves the inside move. Doesn't really, uh, you really beat you tremendously with just speed to the outside. So with that skill set, given the fact that those are the things that he does best, it doesn't, you know, really, it really doesn't make it conducive to getting sacks. I say he falls a little bit short of that. I think he gets 10 or 11, 12 sacks for Jadavion. Now, if he gets 12 sacks, the Cleveland Browns, you tell me he gets 12 sacks, and I'm already kind of projecting what Miles Garrett to do, I think the Browns are going to be a top-flight defense, and they're going to be a problem for a lot of people. Still, if he gets 10, 11 sacks, that's still great production from the other end, and I think they can work with that and live with that. Over under three interceptions for Denzel Ward. I'm going to take I'm going to take the over on this one um, because I think we've gotten to the point you know where maybe the last year or so teams were like all right man enough with Denzel Ward I, I ain't fighting that fight but the problem now is is you know with what Greg Newsom can do um, starting to think what MJ Emerson can do Grant Elpit out there John Johnson the third out there. I don't think you can be in a position where you're just going to say, we're going to attack other places or we're going to always attack other places. Um, these guys are players. They're all players. So I think there's going to be more opportunity for Denzel Ward to make some plays. We'll see if he gets some opportunities, played a nickel cornerback role, which he said he'd be interested in doing. Um, you know, a lot of opportunities there for you know shorter routes to be jumped. Um, and we've always seen Denzel's had that ability you know, to – Deke quarterbacks in the throws they think they have, but they're not. I'm going to take the over on this one. Um, Denzel Ward, and he's actually, you know, it's been a quiet summer for him with the time missed after, you know, the uh, the foot injury in the last OTA. Um, just got back into the swing of things here over the last couple of weeks. Um, so I also think there's going to be the opportunity where maybe, you know, you're going to see a team and especially maybe a quarterback like Baker Mayfield say, well, is he truly Denzel Ward right now, or is he only 85%? Is he 90%? I'm going to take a shot. I think some teams are, are going to be forced to have to deal with Denzel Ward a little bit more than they would like to due to the balance in the Browns secondary. So I think that number three, I'm going to say he's going to go north of three pretty easily. I'd say a four or five year, four or five interception years coming. Yeah. Um, the only way he doesn't get more than three is if people decide that we can't just throw over there. Um, and that there may be a little bit of that, right? But I think Greg Newsom is going to be a great cornerback too. And I think the rest of the Browns uh, secondary is going to be good too. So there's no guy that you can just run away from. So I definitely believe that Denzel Ward um, will get an opportunity to get his, his hands on the football because they'll be thrown over there somewhat. And I think he definitely gets more than th- a three. I think he may end the season with maybe five interceptions. Um, that's a lot, but 
if you can get five picks, once again, I'm projecting this defense to be one of the best defenses in the league. To do that, you got to have that level of productions and turnovers. So I think I would go with, uh, yes, I think he, I will, he will have more than uh, three interceptions. Finally, we'll get to this one. Are you going to take the field or Miles Garrett in winning the defensive player of the year? You're going to take the field or you're going to go with Miles Garrett? With all that's going on and the fact that, you know, your two biggest stars on this team basically have been an afterthought for over six months now because all the attention is focused on the new quarterback in town and his off-field issues. I think this is an opportunity for Miles Garrett to quietly start the 2022 season. Um, you know, eyes are always going to be on Miles Garrett. Um, just an immense, immense athletic talent. There's just no other way to describe it. And there's been these runs last year, previous uh, 2019. There's been these seasons where it really looked like it was trending there. And then something sort of derailed it. Last year, obviously, Miles had the groin injury late in the year. Not many people talked about it. It was pretty much a non-factor against Green Bay. That's how banged up and he was you know, over the last two or three games because he was banged up. Jadavian Clowney actually looked like the better of the two, which we know was not the case. Um, anytime you, you give me, basically, I can have anybody or somebody, I'm going to usually take the field. But I think this is the year. And I, I think part of why is it can be viewed differently. You know, if Miles, get, if the Browns win and play well in the absence of Deshaun Watson, you have to look at it legitimately that Miles Garrett is the defensive player of the year because this defense will be doing, you know, a yeoman's work of basically carrying this squad. So, you know, like I said, normally you give me something like this, I'll take the field. I, I think this is the year Miles Garrett is going to get that much eluded honor. I agree. I think this is the year that they need the most. I think it's the year that will be most impactful. Um, and I think this is the year that will be the most timely for him to win defensive player of the year. He, If he comes out and he dominates, he, he week in, week out, we need the Cleveland Browns defense to give us an opportunity to win games. And what does that mean? Taking the football away, holding opponents to, to, to th- you know, low third down conversions and keeping the points low on the board. Um, that gives an opportunity to run the football, to to get into some of our game plans, to kind of beat a team up offensively, or excuse me, defensively with our running backs and what where our strength of our team is. And, and it helps all those things. So right now, I think if if that if the you know, you look at what Miles Garrett has done so far, if he's able to kick that up a notch, he has all the ability in the world to do so. That would be the most advantageous part of, of doing that right now because now we need him the most, and I think that could be a, go a long way to helping us make the playoffs when we're short at quarterback at this point. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think Miles Garrett and I. Well, everybody knows this is locked on Browns. I truly feel that this defense is going to be something special, and it's certainly not been getting the lip service that it deserves. We're going to do a couple here on special teams, get some final thoughts out before everybody hits the weekend, Labor Day weekend 2022. And for most of us, yeah. <laughs> what do we look forward to about Labor Day weekend? It means football's here. Heck with Labor Day weekend. Let's talk some football. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, 
news and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, the MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online where the game starts. Welcome back, Locked on Browns podcast. We are under one week until we get an opportunity to see our Cleveland Browns play face off the game one against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers from Charlotte. You want to be in contact with the Locked on Browns podcast because we're going to be breaking it down all week. This is the place you need to be at. This is the place you want to be at when you're talking about week-to-week preparation. There's a lot of things you could talk about in terms of opinion and opining, and those things are all great. We love opinion. But one of the things that we do here on Locked On Brown Podcast, we talked about the specifics. We get into the weeds, and this is for a, a, a higher-thinking Browns fan. If you if you fancy yourself uh, you know, a, a high-level thinker of the game of football, this is the place to be at every single week for your Browns to run up to the games. And this is the place. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Download us wherever you get your podcast. Jeff, I'm going to tell you what. We went through defense. Now let's get to special teams. Um, three parts of the game. We did a really quick job of offense, defense, special teams. Cade York, over, under. He, he hits a 62-yard field goal. One time, at least a 62-yard field goal this year. This is the thing with this. And look, I, I love that there is the ability to do this. Um. If we're going to do it and you want him to chase the record, let's just get this stuff out of the way early because, you know, I think Cade York is going to be a fantastic kicker, but I think there's already been way too much Cade York talk as it is. The kid ain't Justin Tucker yet. So, you know, let's not be giving this guy the lip service or the airtime uh, until he proves to be somebody like Justin Tucker. Um, and the other thing is, is look, it's only going to be about three or four weeks, probably right out the gate, that you'll have this opportunity. Trying a 62-yard field goal in First Energy Stadium past probably October 1st is just plain insanity. It, it really is just plain insanity. I mean, with the weather or the wind, you know, the way it shifts off the lake, so many, many factors. Um, maybe you get an opportunity on a road game, more friendly, this, that, and the other thing. You know, so, you know, certainly something you have the ability of to try to close out a half, um, which you know makes you know something special about having a guy with this type of leg. 62 yarder. Yeah, I'm in. I think I'll I think I'll get one. I think he gets one too. The reason I say so is because they've already hyped him up. And the first thing you got to do when you when you when you want to get the green light is you got to have some sort of hype behind you. Steph Curry didn't just wake out of bed and start shooting threes, right? There had to be somebody along the way who let him get that off where he says, Okay, well, I just saw him hit that from half court. Now, how many times you got to hit that from half court before they get you the green light? So after you get the green light, you're good, right? Some some coaches won't even line you up from from 60 plus because they're like, nah, we know what this is. You know, guys start guys start returning them things for touchdowns. So you got to have the confidence of your coach, the special teams coach, and, and you got to have most importantly the leg. I think he has all three. I think he will kick a 62 yarder and make it this year. Let's move on to return game. Will the Browns return a kick off return for a touchdown or a punt return for a touchdown in 2022? Will they get either one, a kick return or punt return, Jeff? 
Yes. Oh, and, and, and I'm going to ask you, who's the guy to do it? Dimitri Felton's going to bring back a punt for the Cleveland Browns this year. Okay. He's got that. He's got a, he's got wiggle. And I think it's going to be something where it's not even so much the punt return called. It's going to be like one of them sloppy ones where, you know what I'm saying? The ball <laughs> hit the ground, kind of dorked a little bit to the left or the right. So Scramble. it threw off the coverage. And Dimitri Felton, um, one of the most impressive plays he had last year was against the Houston Texans bubble screen. And, you know, I'll always say if you want to look at somebody who can maybe, you know, uh, return the ball as well. You know, how do you find those type of players within the offensive scheme? You look for, you know, bubble screens, those types of things. Basically, where you're setting up blockers, giving a guy a ball in space. I think Dimitri Felton will take one to the house this year. Obviously, we would have thought this was going to be a slam dunk if Jakeen Grant was still here for this team. But I think, it, it, and it'll be a little flukish. You know, definitely it'll be a little, you know, a little ugliness <laughs> to it. Like, you know, it won't be this perfectly drawn up, Oh my God, Mona Lisa punt return, you know, that clinics will be based off of. But I think Dimitri Felton's got that little loosey goosey jerky in the open field ability where, you know, some sort of shank punt and he's able to, you know, basically break two as he's fielding the ball, leaves a wide open space. And you got to keep in mind, he's going to have some fun, willing blockers in front of him um, because you're going to have talented players playing special teams. I mean, this team, you know, you look at the two deep on the, on this team, you're going to have players like Ronnie Harrison probably blocking for you on punt return and you're looking to light somebody up. So yeah, I think on happen. Um, I'll go ahead and say yes. And I, I'll say they'll return a, a kickoff. Right. And uh, that's it for over under. Um, You know, if you guys like that, if you like over under, we'll continue to, we might try to do that during the week. Um, of uh, other uh, games, if you guys will put in the, in the comment section whether or not you like that segment, and we might try to do this uh, another time. Jeff. Um, we try to keep it pretty regular and consistent during the regular season. Um, you know, as far as the coverage, you know, um, you know, you get pregame show, you get postgame show. Um, you know, Monday episode, we usually sit with John Costco, go through the film, those type of things. Um, for you know, again, for newer listeners here, crossover Thursdays. So, uh, you know, sometime Wednesday for Thursday's episode, we're going to sit down with our locked on host of whoever Browns are playing that week. Um, next week it'll be Julian Council, he hosts uh, Locked On Panthers. Uh, I think Julian's been with that show for about a year. Um, he does a really, really solid job. It's a well-viewed, well-listened-to show. There's the potential there for a monster guest ahead of week one. You know me. I never leak anything. I, I will never say a name until it's actually on the show because just so many things can happen. Um, but, yeah, we're going to try to roll out, a, you know, some A-listers next week. Um, you know, obviously, you'll get everybody's thoughts, process here, predictions as we're ready to, you know, kick off this 2022 season. And, again, going to be a little different because some changes. Now you can all watch it. Uh, you got Garrett's beautiful mug here with me every day. So <laughs> we have a lot, a lot of fun with this. Um, he is Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11-1, Monday through Friday. Um, guys are amped up enough for football season. Um, see if they can even mention the Cleveland Browns today. I'm sure they're going to go eat a little banana berserk. Congratulations, all you Cavaliers fans, the addition of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, check out a little uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show merch now available. So, like I said, you know, you want Garrett Bush's face on your chest. You now have the ability to do that. 11-1 on YouTube. 92.3 The Fans, The Barbershop, Saturday mornings. Uh, going to do, you know, he's going to help out with some Ohio, Ohio State coverage this year. Pre-post for Cleveland Browns. So, make sure you're checking all that out at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself, Lockdown Browns, fallback account. DMs are always open. 
questions, ideas, thoughts, always available there. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen every single day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, available now on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're following, subscribed on YouTube. Make sure notifications are on so as soon as the content drops, it is there for you to digest. <clears throat> all that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.